and welcome to another Soul Story podcast. I am Gandhi Thompson and I have with me today Dequessa Dean. Dequessa is a dear friend. She is an author, a trainer, a coach, an entrepreneur, and of course, more than anything to me, she is a personal friend. Dequessa, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Gandhi, for the invitation to be here. I'm excited to sit with you. Dequess, I've been waiting for this conversation. You know, I've started this podcast a while back and I couldn't find the right topic. But as we prepare for 2023, I was like, Dequessa Dean is the perfect person to have in the chair with me today. Dequess, when people think about the new year, we always think about New Year's resolutions. You know, I I think I make one just about every year. And normally a part of that list is losing weight. Um, But, of course, people have plans to either pursue other studies, to change careers. And you are a coach. You are a trained coach. As our viewers and our listeners listen to the podcast this week, what would you say are some of the key things that people should keep in mind as they prepare for the new year? Well, the first thing I'd recommend is the power of reflection. To look back over the last few years, not just the last year, But look back over the last few years to establish your patterns and your habits. See what goals you've set previously and how well you did as it relates to achieving those goals. Because a lot of times we don't achieve those goals because there is a belief attached to our execution that is preventing us from being able to accomplish those dreams. And that belief could be a sense of worthiness. That could be a sense of what we believe we deserve or not. It could be rooted in some childhood trauma. And so my recommendation is always to do a diagnostic because we can't find the cure unless we diagnose. And the power of reflection allows us to do that diagnostic. So that's the first thing I would recommend. The second thing I would recommend is that people expand their visions. Like we are promised three score and 10 and by reason of strength longer. And many people are living to those ripe ages. And so if we have 60, 70 years of life, why are we only building dreams out for one year? Our dreams should be larger than that. Our goals should be 5, 10, even 20 years out. Because when we expand our dream, then our individual years, the goals that we have individual year 23, 24, are now all tying back into that overall 20-year goal. So it is a journey to get to where we want to go. However, the goals have to be rooted in something. So let me see if I could simplify that. Dr. Gandhi. We are born and then we die. In between that, we have a dash. So what do you want that dash to represent, one? And two, how do you want to live that dash? And then our goal should be connected to that. The third and final thing that I would recommend, because I know you did ask for three and I don't want to run out. So the third and final thing that I would recommend is to give yourself grace. Understand that life has no manual. There's no manual. We are often our hardest critics. We sit in the mirror and we talk about pulling ourselves, I mean, just apart 
because we didn't do things that we mentally thought we would or executed the way that we had envisioned. But my recommendation is to give yourself grace to fall and to stand up with the lesson, to fall again and to stand up with more lessons. But just keep moving forward, understanding that there are seasons in life and we have mountaintop experiences and we have valley experiences. And the valley experiences are designed to help us find the things in and about us that we need to change so that we can get up with the lesson and be more powerful in our execution. Jaquesa, you talked about reflex, reflection, the power of reflection. And, you know, so many times when we go back into the past and see how we have failed, um, for instance, if you go back and you notice in 2018, this was a goal. In 2019, this was a goal. The same goal comes up now. It's 2021 and 2022, and we're looking forward to 2023. And you're thinking, where have I gone wrong? And let's just say, just in sitting in that period of reflection, you, you get deflated. What would you say to somebody who feels stuck? Like, if, if the past has showed me this, that I'm consistent at failing at this, how do I motivate myself to, to move forward? And I love that question, Dr. Gandhi, because what's required is us for us to understand that doing the same thing over and over and over again is going to yield us the exact same result. So if for three years you've been working on one goal, and it's not been as successful as you'd like it to be, how can you tweak that goal now? Because you can't do the same thing that you've been doing or you'll get the same result. And a lot of our inaction is rooted in a belief. What are you believing? Do you believe you're worthy of losing weight? Do you believe that you can carve out the time necessary to meal prep? Do you believe that your needs are just as important as somebody else's needs? Because sometimes we put other people's needs ahead of ours. So we have to also begin to make ourselves priority. So look at the lesson from the perspective of how can I do better versus why haven't I been doing good? And it's about a mindset shift. Okay. I haven't been able to do this for three years. I recognize that, and I feel badly about that. Now I want to empower myself to do it better. How can I do that? Are you breaking your goals down uh, micro enough? Because a lot of times we're executing goals and they're just too big. Mm -hmm. So we're unable to accomplish them. But if we have those goals, like I just spoke about this the other night, I want to lose 20 pounds in 2023. But in 2022, I wanted to lose 20 pounds and I wanted to do it in three months. And I believe I set myself up for failure. So mm -hmm. in 2023, I'm now saying I want to lose two pounds a month. For 12 months. And at the end of 2024, I should meet that goal because losing two pounds is so much easier than losing five pounds mm -hmm. in a given month. So how can you now break the goal down and adjust the timeline, make it more flexible? And what sort of support will you need? The other thing that keeps us from accomplishing our goals is that we're running and doing it solo. We need support. Who can support you? Do you need a chef, a nutritionist? Do you need an accountability partner, an, ex an exercise partner? What do you need? Who are the key members that you need to add to your team to help you accomplish this goal? It's not about doing it alone. We fail a lot because we execute in isolation, and isolation will lead to depression. So you want to gather community around you. Wow, there's so much nuggets that you're uh, sharing with us today. As you talked about, support system. One of the things that, you know, I've struggled with as, as a woman um, is realizing that while there are times that I need support, but I also see so many 
of my friends also needing support. And I think that sometimes something that we do, we said, oh, this person is busy as well. This person has this on their plate as well. And so you're right, we do live in isolation. But I thought um, hearing you share that maybe we can um, open ourselves even more and um, say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Maybe you may have a friend who's already meal prepping and they're just adding one more plate um, to that meal prep. So that's very good advice. You talked about enlarging our vision, you know, and Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Uh, I was one of those persons who always thought I would die young, right? So I'd be honest with you, just a few nights ago in reflection, I was like, boy, if, if someone had told me that I would live to this age, I would think they were lying. And I think so many times people don't plan because of um, childhood affairs, because of, of barriers that they um, put before them that don't even really exist. How do we navigate um, seeing ourselves, seeing our potential, um, having the capacity to, to see beyond a year, to see beyond two years? Well, I want to give you a short story about that. Many years ago, I worked in on the banking industry, and I reported to a woman manager, and she saw so many great qualities in me that I didn't see in myself, and I often wondered, who's this person that she's talking about? People see in us what we don't see in ourselves. And so my recommendation to a person struggling with vision like that is to get a piece of paper and write down every single lie that you tell yourself. Wow. Are you telling yourself that you're not beautiful, you're wow. not smart, you don't have the capability? I want you to write every single lie down, and then I want you to grab the Bible. And for every lie that you've written on that paper, go and find what God's Word says about that. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so looking at, and not only just what the Bible says, but also looking at what you've already proven to yourself. So you have the lie, you have what the Bible says about mm -hmm. how you should live, and now yes. you have your own proof based on how you've lived over the last few years that you can use to confront that lie. Yes. So let's just say the lie is that you're not deserving of a good job. Um, well, we're here to live abundantly, and to do that, it means that we have to fund ourselves. And so you are deserving of that through the promises of God. And now, haven't you been on a job three, four, five years, and it shows that you have the capability of working. Mm -hmm. So now the next step may be, how do I up-level my skills so that I can get a better job? Because you've already shown the lie that it's a lie by proving wow. that you're working. So write out every lie that you tell yourself, and then confront that lie with what you know God has promised you, then what you've already proven yourself. And finally, I want to recommend that you get to the root of every lie. At the root of every lie is a belief that's been instilled in you. One of the beliefs that women have been taught is that they should be seen and not heard. And so for a lot of women, we silence our voices because we've been taught as little children to sit in the corner and be, be seen and not heard. So we've been trained to be quiet. Mm -hmm. So we have to go back to the root, and a lot of what we are going through in life can be rooted in our childhood experiences. Pull the root up and replace that root with something deeper. That's a shallow weed that needs to be pulled up with a root that runs deeper. 
That's that's so good. Um, and as you were speaking, I was reminded of Philippians 4, 13, which says that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Um, you gave us a final point, and that third point was to be gracious to ourselves, to be kind to ourselves. Listen, so many times we're so used to being critical to others um, without being realizing that that's really a reflection of how crit- how critical or how much we critique ourselves. Yeah. Uh, loving ourselves as we have evolved over the years. <clears throat> we could have started out as a size 6, now we're a size 10 or 12. Um, we started out having financial freedom, now you may have a mortgage. You, find, you um, started out thinking that by now you would have met Prince Charles, I mean Prince Charming, and you haven't met your Prince Charming yet. Um, so there are many women that you know had these goals and um, haven't seen them pan out, and so they've become less kind to themselves. They don't like how they look. They don't like how they shape anymore. They don't like where they're working anymore. But you talked about being kind to ourselves. How do we embrace in 2023 um, self-love and self-care? Listen, I've come into a firmer realization of what that looks like in this year, 2022, and that is understanding that people's actions are not a reflection of me, my worth, or my values, that their actions are a reflection of them. And a lot of times we sit smaller and we allow people to whittle away at our beliefs and at us based on what they do because if someone is unfaithful we question what did we do if someone is um, not honest with us we question what did we do to cause this to happen so my suggestion to that woman or that man would be to understand who you really are once you know what your core values are and somebody acts out of alignment with that you have to recognize that that is their behavior and it isn't a stump of you or your worth it is who they are and I had to really learn that this year in particular and that we can extend love to other people in imperfection once we understand that that is their issue and we can choose to help them with that issue or we can choose to just walk away from that. We have to identify toxicness in our lives Mm -hmm. and determine if we want to um, stay with toxic in in toxic environments Mm -hmm. or if we want to help shift that environment into something more positive again recognizing that it is a process. Self-love really begins with knowing who we are and making sure that we understand who we are rooted in. And that doesn't change based on any experience outside of us. It is all about what we believe we are, what our core values are. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think knowing who we are and knowing whose we are, who we are rooted in is important. Um, Jeremiah 29 and 11 reminds us that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and the future. And as I said with those three nuggets you gave us, um, reflection, enlarging our capacity or enlarging our vision, and finally um, giving ourselves grace. I, I, I can see um, a resemblance in all of this, a reflection of all of this coming back to me when I read Jeremiah 29, because I am a child. Of the, of the Lord. I am a child of the King who has good plans for me. And so because of that, doesn't matter what happened in the past, um, you, you talked about reframing and, and reshaping my mindset to move forward. Um, and, and you talked about how that um, he talks about he has plans for us. Yes. And so I could align my plans for the future with his plans. And um, I could be gracious to myself. I don't have to lose hope. Yes. Um, I can look back and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I did set my up to f- myself up to fail with those previous plans. And 
you give a very good example, but about showing that maybe the time frame wasn't feasible, you know, to, to reimagine what that looks like. As I close this show, of course, we're going to have to come back because I think we can't just give people these three nuggets. I think we're going to have to come back later in the first quarter and check in on our people. But what do you want to say? Any final words to somebody out there that may have given up and lost well, all hope? I love that you use Jeremiah 29, 11, because that's what I actually have on my bedroom wall, um, that there is a plan there is a future and there's hope and that regardless of our situations because I remember in desolate moments when I thought about taking my life this exact scripture came to my mind wow. and it reminded me that my life experiences though difficult up to that point were all going to be used for a purpose and so mm -hmm. if you're in a dark place if you're having a difficult time I want you to be encouraged and know that there could still be a bright future and the pain that you're experiencing could actually be the pathway that takes you to the happiness that you can experience in the future if you learn what to do with the lessons that the pain is providing. So pain can birth purpose and pain can help you to refocus and shift. And when it does, you'll notice that every lesson that you had in life was actually setting you up to fulfill what God has planned for you. So in darkness, don't lose hope. Keep focused on the light and know that you have the power with God. You have the power to shift those dark experiences into something more possible. And from the brokenness that you experience, you can stand on that as a foundation to build a great future. Wow, this is good. The question, if there's somebody that's listening and want to reach out to you, they're looking for a coach, they're looking for a trainer, or perhaps they want to reach out to you um, in reference to one of your books because you are an author, how do they connect with you? Well, I have a lot of free resources on YouTube. So you Google my name, Duquesa Dean, on YouTube, and there's a lot of free resources and videos available there. Or you can go over to my website, DuquesaDean.com. On social media, DuquesaDean.com. Once you Google DuquesaDean.com, you'll find every way to connect with me, and I'd love to connect and support you. Well, thank you for coming. Um to bring us into the new year. Thank you for giving us nuggets to prepare for 2023 and beyond yes. because we're not just planning for one year now. Yes. You've given us <laughs> enough wisdom to know that we need to plan beyond that. Thank you for being our guest Thank and we you. look forward to having you back again Thank on you the Soul Story me. Podcast. Thank you.